Hello, it's Starter Lit Live Time, 18th to the 21st of November online. For those of you who have been following my radio program very regularly, you know that I've been an active believer, supporter, lover of this festival, particularly over the last six years. And we're, you know, we're actively involved trying to get the word out there for all you literature and book lovers. And of course, uh, you know, try to encourage your children to be part of the festival. And uh, lots of changes this year, also because of, uh, of a few tragedies. But then the show must go on, and we will talk of that during the course of the interview. Please to welcome a friend and able backbone of the festival, Kwasa Tapadamsi Thakur, the executive director. Hi, Q. How are you, man? Very, 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 very stressed and very excited to be here. It's all so exciting and it's all a bit, bit, bit mad. Let me bring you down to brass tacks. Have you got your second vaccine or not? Are you double vaccinated? I am double vaccinated. <laughs> <laughs> Reena Agarwal joins us for the very first time. I'm very excited to have you. She's the associate director of the festival. Hi, Reena. How are you? Hi, Rishi. This is lovely uh, being on your show. I've heard you so many times and here we are talking about our festival with you. Thank you so much for having us. Wonderful. Q, it's been a tough year for the festival. I mean, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, Anil Dharkar was a mentor to you, to me and a whole host of us. And he is no more. And it was actually a double tragedy because immediately after Anil left for a world better than this, uh, we lost Shashi Baliga. I'd like you to talk us through tributes that have been planned. And for people who are living under a rock, what Shashi and Anil meant to the festival. So, I mean, Anil Dharkar had a mad idea a long time ago, which was we are a very literary city. Mumbai is a very literary city. Why don't we have a literary festival? And then he kind of gathered a group of people around the table. Some remained, some left, you know, etc. Try and plot this, this mad thing that he was trying. And Shashi Baliga and myself were, were, were two of the people who joined him on this really Don Quixote quest. You know, we were tilting at windmills at the time. And it was only on, on the energy uh, uh, that he had, um, which was really to, to say, hey, uh, Mumbai needs its own literary festival. And we are a city that celebrates literature. We have incredible writers that have come out of the city. And we are an international city. Every international city should have a, its own literary festival. And that's really where the whole story came from. And Shashi was, was his able Sancho Panza, as it, as it were. And now, so many years later, they, they, they built this monument, which is, it's been, this is our, our, our 12th year. And unfortunately, a few months ago, both of them tragically passed away. And it's a huge gap. And that's, that's been difficult. But after the, uh, the initial shock had worn off, we kind of looked at what is literature live and it really is a monument and a testament to them and I think the first meeting we had back it was like yeah but we can do this he gave us this incredible power to want to do this I didn't really care about books when I joined it was an activity I'm now in love with books and, and reading and writing you know and it's, it's it's incredible and that's that's the power of the man and he had a credo which is the festival was about trying to bring the written word to life and I think he's brought all of us to life because of this and it is a beautiful festival so this year we actually have decided that the inaugural session every year will be named for the love of the word the Anil Dharkar session it is a small tribute I mean the whole festival is really a tribute to him but we, we felt that this is one way to commemorate you know the, the giants that have gone that have built this this festival um, and similarly for, for Shashi she was an incredible advocate for, for women writers and for, for, for women's voices 
uh, within the festival lineup, and we thought that we would name uh, a session after her called "Celebrating Women," uh, the Shashi Baliga Memorial Session. And this time, it's a session that has incredible feminist writer Rebecca Solnit in conversation with Menaka Guruswami. So, and and uh, for the love of the word, the Anandhar session, which is the inaugural session of the festival, has uh, the great Amitabh Ghosh in conversation with someone most of these listeners might have heard of, a strange gentleman called Rishi K. Strange is the word, but you know, allow me to be a little emotional on this one. But it's almost karmic because I know that you meant for this session to be done by somebody who was very dear to Anil, and we're not going to take names. Initially, there was somebody who was very dear to the festival who was going to host it, but unfortunately, the way things pan out, sometimes there's a change in schedule. You know, distances, time frames don't match. It was almost karmic that it had to fall in my lap. <laughs> the first ever, the first ever tribute session for Anil post him passing, and uh, here am I in conversation with Amitav Ghosh. So I'm I'm really honored more than anything else because of Anil's name, his memory, and of course Amitav, who's one of my favorite writers. Uh, from there to a practical note, <laughs> why are we online this year again? Rina, you might want to take that. Q can come in and also add in his thoughts. I mean, one would imagine with things opening up slow and steady, and as Kunal Kapoor's opened Prithvi up, you know, people have started going in. The theaters are back to normal. One would have thought that maybe you would think of on ground, but you've kept it online. Rina, Q, fine. So, I mean, literature life. The one that Anil Dharkar built was, is a weird, monstrous beast. I mean, we have 140 authors from all over the world that are coming in. And a project like this, unfortunately, does require, you know, incredible planning. And even though the theatres have opened, they've only been open a couple of weeks. And it really wasn't prudent for us to say, okay, you know, let's plan this thing on ground. And what if it didn't happen? And that's a problem. So very early on in the year, we took, a, we took a call saying, hey, let's do this online and let's try and bring as many authors as we can to the online audience, which we would love to for it to be live. We'd love to be in these spaces. But at the end, you know, the, the COVID protocols hadn't been announced and theatres in Bombay and, you know, venues in Bombay have only been open, you know, 10, 12 days right now, you know, and we really took a call and it was a hard call to take because we really do love having people in, in person. But we decided we, we try and make it online and therefore try and also make it accessible. I mean, last year, our festival reached out to almost 4 million people. Yeah. It went through the roof. It just went through the roof. Yeah. It, it was really bizarre. And we were just like, really? <laughs> so there is a benefit. There is a, there is a way of doing this. Again, we are, we hope to be back on ground next year. And I mean, as, as Rina tells you, when we, when we do workshops and things like that, we love the crowds and we love the people arguing to get in. And, you know, it's, it's, it's such an alive atmosphere. It really is wonderful. Oh, just to, for the uninitiated, Rina's in charge of ancillary activities like the Little Fest for Children campus activities and workshops. So what can children expect in the Little Fest is, uh, this year? Is there a particular theme, Rina? So the Little Fest is exclusively for children. What's very interesting with our festival is that we are catering to all age groups. So actually speaking, our youngest audience is somewhere around seven and there's no upper age limit. So this Little Festival is exclusively for kids between seven to 13 years of age. And the theme that uh, we've taken up, in fact, that is something you, uh, you know, kind of curated was, uh, is uh, there is a story everywhere. And it just 
fell so beautifully into the whole lineup of things because with children still having schools from home these are activities these are ideas that are coming through our storytellers this year they say look around your home we know we are missing out so when look around your home there's a story everywhere from the kitchen like there are poetry there you know there's a lovely uh, lovely session poetry and verse you know from the kitchen there are you know there are stories about uh, artists there are there's songs and uh, a uh, folk tales which are being told about and it's then different languages so it's interesting that within your home where you know children may not otherwise be introduced to say a language in bengali for instance we have the lothma shom who is uh, going to be talking about the adventures of kupi kavaiya and there are going to be songs in bengali there is a marathi poetry by kt bagli and medha and uh, we also have grandmaster storyteller raskin bond who's going to be our opening who is going to tell us about you know his stories and where and it's very interesting in a recent interview he says he's writing more because he's you know working from home and uh, he's uh, because he's sleeping more he's dreaming more and those stories are coming from there i mean so here you have children okay i'm sleeping now they can officially sleep and say well i'm not sleeping it's a story in progress you know so it's really wonderful to have um, someone like Raskin Bond Shobhatharu Srinivasan who's you know very it's very interesting she's talked about Raja Ravi Varma and again you know we have classes we do art in school but are we talking about artists and she says we know so many artists outside but do we know our own so it's a very lovely mix and talks about story everywhere so literally we are visualizing children snoo you know like you know kind of sneaking around the house and sniffing out stories like Shobha Vishwanath is going to do and sniffing out stories from within your home and parents let's just have fun with them at home <laughs> that's where uh, that's what the little festival is all about we have workshops uh, shabnam minwala is going to do ghost stories so come on your home you cannot go let's write a ghost story or we have greg drace who's an australian illustrator who's talking about let's illustrate from things at home why go to a shop when you have things at home so literally we are excavating our own homes in a different uh, you know the different lengths as you may say beautiful Now, through the course of this interview, you will not find us say, "Come to this session on such and such date at such and such time," because we are largely an audio medium. We presume that you are driving or indulging in other activities. It's very difficult for you to remember dates and numbers and times. Tata Lit Live dot in, Tata Lit Live dot in is a very comprehensive website. Or just go on to Google and type Tata Lit Live; it'll just pop up, and you'll find the schedule, the listings, the timings for all individual sessions, and the links are already in there, well in advance. So. So you can actually set a calendar, and you'll be reminded, and you will be taken straight to that particular session. So uh, you know, do do a little bit of homework on that, Rina. Yes. Yeah, I also wanted to add, uh, Rishit, that the little fest is a kind of a mini main festival. So we have sessions, we have workshop, we have performances. That's what we are doing in our main fest. So there are performances for children. There's a lovely performance by Matthew Sharp for children who are over twelve, twelve plus. We have a lovely performance uh, by the, you know from. the australians uh, were talking about the aboriginal community so it is so inclusive it's uh, you know it's literally as if you are preparing these youngsters few years later well you qualify to come to the main festival q uh, another bit of logistics um as far as registration is concerned are you insisting the people register or can they just go on to any session no uh, uh, there's no need to register at all it's absolutely open where we're considering we are in three venues we are uh-huh. on youtube we are on facebook we are on twitter and instagram actually so so the, the the show actually streams everywhere i mean we used to say that we are in nine venues when we were on ground you know like True. 
uh, in terms of, and we're, we're exactly the same online. Wherever you can access it, it is absolutely easy to access. Um, on our website, there is a registration thing, but that's only a thing that if you want, you know, to be able to make a calendar and little perks like that. But to access the festival, you can watch it on our website, on YouTube, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. You know, it's, it's, it's all open. Wonderful. So no registration at all. Uh, please go and enjoy the festival. I'm really excited by the fact that Salman Rushdie is coming in. A little bit of a nugget. He was here for uh, cathedrals, I don't know, sesquicentennial or whatever. I don't know how many years the school, <laughs> the school is. And I managed to, you know, through some alumni, I managed to get him to come into studio to do an interview. And it, it started off being an interview about the books and, you know, about the Moors last sigh and about Harun and all these wonderful books. But to me, the most defining moment of the interview was when he very nonchalantly talked about having dinner with Bono from U2 and Van Morrison in Dublin. And he was like, you know, the other day I was having dinner with Bono and, and Van. <laughs> I was like, hold on a second. What are you talking about? Hey, you know, Bono and me are mates. <laughs> so, you know, this is the kind of people that he, you know, hangs out with, has lunch with Van Morrison, Bono and things like that. So suffice it to say that he has a very interesting and colorful life. So Salman Rushdie and who else? So we've got, we've got quite a lineup actually. I mean, there's, there's this incredible writer called Marlon James. I don't know how many people have heard of him, but if you haven't, please do look him up. And, and, and I mean, he, I, I started listening to some of his podcasts and also reading some of his work. And it has changed, you know, my life uh, completely. We've got, you know, the king of crime novels, David Baldacci, you know, who's going to be part of the session. Anne Enright is there. For some of you music fans who are listening in, if you were fans of High Fidelity, then we've got Nick Hornby, who, who wrote that. And he also wrote about the boy. So he's coming in. So we've got quite a quite a big uh, international gang that are, that, that are you know, uh, logging in and coming in uh, to the festival. And then we have uh, the local heroes. You know, we've got uh, Amitav Ghosh, of course. We've got uh, Shashi Tharoor, who's written another book. I, I think, you know, every year we keep going, okay, enough now. <laughs> but he, he writes prolifically and it's, it is really riveting stuff of what he's writing. Uh, Ranjit Hoskoti has got a new book out. And we're also really pleased because this year we're able to, to uh, Anita Desai has agreed to receive the, the Lifetime Achievement Award. And for a lot of us, who grew up in an ICSC kind of environment in school. Village by the Sea is, is something very, very, you know, close to our hearts. She's just so graceful and so wonderful. And then also because we are primarily a, a Mumbai festival online, but we are also an international festival. Um, this year, we, we decided to, to uh, this year, the, the poet laureate for the year actually is Adil Jasawala, who is kind of an icon on, on the Bombay Literary Circuit. And not just for the work he's written, but also for the cause of poetry, the amount of people that he has mentored and developed, it is really quite, quite beautiful. And we're really glad to have these two incredible figures, you know, that we, we, we have an opportunity to celebrate, you know, this year. Now, you mentioned Rina Raskin Bond. He's the papa of them all, <laughs> but you do have other writers too. So would you tell me about uh, some of the writers who are featuring in the Little Fest? Yes. Oh, but uh, before I tell you that, I must tell you a very interesting. Ruskin Bond is going to be interviewed by a young 15-year-old lad studying in school still. Oh, wonderful. And that's, an, that's actually very interesting because we have two of our sessions where, you know, where the writers are going to be interviewed. So we have Shruti Rao and Anuradha Jagalur, who've written a very interesting book called Spaceship to the Universe, talks about stored libraries of the past. And they are going to be uh, interviewed by a young 13-year-old girl who's an avid book lover. She will read anything, anywhere. 
the other day there was just some newspapers you know on the wall and she was like starved of reading and now she went to read those newspapers all over again so we have uh, we have shruti and we have anuradha we have uh, tilothma shom we have shobha vishwanath and janki sabesh uh, shobha vishwanath is the one who started the kare details Uh, and we have Shobha Tharu Srinivasan, who I mentioned, uh, whose uh, book is on Raja Ravi Varma. We have uh, we have Australian writer Andy Griffith, full of energy for our children. We and um, uh, Greg Dries, who is going to be doing our workshops. So lots and lots of interesting people uh, who are who are very passionate and exciting to listen to as much as to read their work. I'm I'm also a big fan of what Tata Lit Live does in terms of themes. I mean one is to turn around and say who are the writers we can get put them all together and make them speak right. And the other cue is to actually have themes emerging and every year there are themes that emerge which is what makes it really special uh, you know. So talk to me about the lineup are there any themes emerging? So I mean it is remarkable uh, when we were sitting down and having a conversation and you know I mean last year was the last couple of years have been pretty dire. um for 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 the planet for humanity um and then we sat down and started having a couple of the conversations two in two patterns emerged quite quite strongly uh one was a lot of people are writing about hope and i think that when when we think of it now you think oh obviously but at a time you know when it was when everyone was going through so we actually have a lot of sessions about hope there's heather morris who uh people will know from the tattooist of auschwitz and greg simsian from the from the rose trilogy and they are talking about you know how they bring hope into their stories and how they help that that their own there's thomas homer dickson who's written an incredible book called commanding hope uh, which is uh, again within that um, so so hope seems to have been dotted across a lot of the writing that that we are featuring and the other thing is also i think the lockdown created a lot of introspection so while yes there are plenty of memoirs that have come out in the last few years but there's also there's also very interesting stuff about about humankind who we are and some of it is bizarre so you've got you've got steven pinker talking about you know why it's irrational to be rational <laughs> you know and then you've got daniel lieberman who's talking about why we're not evolutionary evolutionarily designed to actually exercise you know and rutger bregman's got a uh, done a lovely piece about how we are actually we are actually uh, humanity is innately kind You know, and that's how we will survive this now. So, so it, it really is a fascinating because all our sessions are based on books. So, so the idea behind a lot of these sessions is to introduce people to these writers and to these these incredible ideas, and then hopefully they, you know, also you know, go deeper and dive deeper into these books. And this year, one of the things that we have done uh, quite concertedly is we wanted to introduce our audiences to to a literature of another language. And I think that's something that's that's actually one of the things that Mr. Darker really wanted to pursue, like as the next step. And this year, we've chosen Marathi. So we have some uh, Marathi poetry. We have an incredible discussion on translations between three translators who are talking about books that are actually available in in translation. So they are available in English and stuff. And which is why also in the Little Festival, we have a little bit. We have one one. session which is poems that are in english and in marathi and it's a lot of fun and we we think that 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 there is a dearth of of literature in regional languages that don't doesn't necessarily get the same kind of publicity as as the writing in english and so and we want to really just open up our audience 
Reena, how does a college participate or a school participate to access these authors and sessions? And also, you mentioned the workshops. I mean, they've become incredibly popular over the years at Lit Life. You know, in terms of the workshop lineup, how can one participate in these workshops? So take the, the school college thing and the workshop, please. So we are inviting schools to make this part of the daily schedule, the two days that we have our sessions on the 18th and the 19th. You know, we are bridging the main and the and the little festival. So we have, like when we have a writer like Matt Hay, who also writes for adults, has written for children. We want schools to, to make this as part of that timetable on that day. So if you have, a, probably if you have, a, say, a science class at 10.30 in the morning and you have, say, history at about 11, we are requesting schools those two and two hours Let's direct them towards this festival, which is teaching them, you know, which is introducing them to these ideas in a different way, in a more fun way. If you have a library period, okay, here is a session on stories of libraries. If you have, a, you know, as I said, a history or an art session, here's a, here's a, you know, a story on an artist. So we would like schools, we are reaching out to school to say, please uh, make this part of your schedule on, on Thursday and Friday from 10.30 to 3. We, we fitted it according to their time schedule. So that's how we want them. And we are reaching out to schools. You know, we've had even last year, we've had schools uh, like the Victoria Memorial School, the the the, the Meta uh, Blind School in Dadar participating. So these are stories, you know, to include all children across the across all 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 groups that we have in society. So that's what we are looking at doing for them to become part of it. And uh, so all they have to do is go on to our website. Click on the little festival, the sessions will open up, click there, and it's as easy as just let's watch. So we're saying this is supporting uh, education. Uh, a lot of it and the workshop. a lot of these sessions are actually redesigned, right? They've been they've been designed to target a particular age group. So we have a actually very active campus session, which normally what we do is on ground we take a writer to a particular college. But this time uh, we've actually got four sessions that are designed for college students. Uh, they've been curated and even the, the speakers have then created modules which they are talking to students and young. So one is on, on, on writing, using philosophy to write fiction. The other one is on a life in the theater by Faisal Al-Kazi. There's a poetry session that we're very excited. There's a German-Iranian poet who's part of it. And again, it's designed about writing within your conscience and how to, how to put stuff together. Um, and with the workshops, which another side of it, I mean, we've got some incredible international people who are coming in. Um, and you can just register on the website uh, for them. There we've got, we've got uh, two children's workshops and four workshops for non-children, I will say. Uh, um, and uh, we've got someone from Poland, someone from Israel. You know, it's a mad mix of people that have, that have come in. It's really fantastic. And a large yes. variety of subjects because it's catering to everyone. So that's how we are bridging. We have the little festival for 7 to 13. Then we have campus, which is going in from about, say, 16 to 18, uh, 16 to 21. And then, bang, you are right there into the main festival. So Literature Life 368 campus is what Q just mentioned, all these sessions. And again, there again, we are asking colleges to make this part of their lecture schedule. So if you have, if you have say, psychology happening or you're having a science lecture or a commerce lecture, whatever, maybe even, uh, you know, a technology, uh, uh, even if you are in any of the technical colleges, we're saying attend this because these are supporting. So you have 
these various themes that uh, Q, Q just mentioned, investigative journalism, theater, you know, poetry. It's really wonderful. So we are actually catering to a lot. And the workshops are open to everyone, 18 plus, They're limited seats. They need to register. We have gone live as of last, last night. And they really, really fill up fast because we have very, very few seats. So definitely they need to just go onto the website, click on workshops and find your form there to fill in. Yeah, so it's tatalitlive.in, tatalitlive, one word, dot in. And now in terms of formats, Q, I mean, I'm, I'm always thrilled. And even before one edition of the festival gets over, I'm thinking of what we're going to do in Book and Focus the next year, which is basically taking one amazing book and just have people talk about it, you know, present, for the lack of any other word, a mini thesis on it making it fun. And this year, you've also opened it out to be a, a contest format where people are writing in and talking about uh, Ravan and Eddie, which is the Kiran Nagarkar book. So that format and also, of course, the big debate. So uh, talk to me about that. So Book in Focus is, I mean, uh, is really like like one large book club. And when we do it at the Tata Theatre, it's a thousand people hanging out and chatting about both the same book, which is which is wonderful and which you so masterly, you know, kind of mediate and, and, and put in place. And in an online world, obviously it's it's a little harder. We can't have a thousand people on a Zoom call. It's it's chaos. Uh, so so there it is still a book club. We have about 30 or 40 people, some contest winners, some people who come in. And uh, we also have the opportunity that if, if you are a contest winner, you actually get, get to read your one minute little bit about Ravan and Eddie to, to, to the audience and to the panel and to everyone uh, there. So the book in focus is something that, that that we really care about. It's picking a great book. And something that that is that is topical, something that that people care about, and just chatting about it, something that's made an impact on people's lives. Speaking of impact, the other thing that that the event that that we do, which is, I mean, you you argue it's weird for a literary festival to have it, but we do something called the debate, the Tata Lit Life debate, and we pick a topic every year, uh, which is often quite contentious. And unlike the television debates, which everyone is yelling nonstop, we have a very structured debate. And it is remarkable to hear these great minds and these great people actually talk, you know, in their allotted time, make a case, develop it. And some of the thoughts are, are really remarkable. And I, I'd be a fool to say that I wasn't convinced by some, some of these arguments where at the beginning I didn't set up. And, and it's participative in the way that there is a vote at the beginning where the audience votes whether they are for the motion or against the motion. And then at the end of the debate, the audience votes again. So the audience actually decides who the winner is. And the winner is not by simple majority. It's by how many minds have been changed from the beginning vote to the end vote. And this year, we've got, you know, Abhinav Chandrachud and Gurmi Harpour taking on Subhashta and Hindal Senbukta. So we've got some lawyers and some really feisty people who are going to have a, a, a great conversation. And the topic is college students should not participate in political protests. Um, it's something that's that's been coming up, uh, that the country's been talking about for a while now. Uh, and this is something that we thought that, you know, it would be nice to have a nice kind of team conversation about this and just hear from everyone the pros and cons of, of from the country. Yeah, Rina. So um, you mentioned contests and for your book in focus, we have an ongoing contest where students, uh, where anyone can uh, send in a 200 word review of Kiran Nagarkar's uh, Ravan and Eddie. And as he mentioned, the top three winners get to read the review at the book in focus. Lovely. Now, performances happening at a literature festival, and you guys really pioneered that. What can we hope to expect in the online of that? So this is again something that we were, we were 
very early on i mean this came from the you know bringing the written word to life format and and a lot of our performances are all our performances are based around the literary world um so they usually you know something that's connected to poetry or, or some novel that's on stage or or something like that um when we had to make the switch to to the virtual world we had to really think hard about what is the experience we want to give our audience um and all of these are played live um so for example uh, there's a there's a guy in delhi called amitesh grove and he's conceived this incredible piece called the last poet which is about a poet who goes missing and you actually get as an audience member you get taken into this virtual world and you can go to various rooms and hear stories about this poet from various characters and it is a master's journey it's actually we're doing with one english version and a hindi version so it's, it's on two separate uh nights based on your language preference we've got something called dante beyond borders which is an incredibly mad collaboration between a dance company from italy and a dance company in uh bangalore and they've act this is going to be you know kind of a world premiere kind of thing and they're actually staging it live in a venue in bangalore and then streaming that you know with a multi camera setup for the festival so it's been played live so what we see is exactly what's happening on stage in bangalore at the time um there's a lovely mad story called stories from a dish which is about uh, which is by a man called Himanshu Sitlani who is trapped in lockdown in Canada and he can't cook uh, so he starts telling you stories of food because he's really hungry and stories about what food means to him as an immigrant in another country and you know and it's really quite i mean it's funny it's 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 heartwarming and then it is so crushing and he's taking you through his flat and he's heating stuff and you know he's he's doing it while he's doing it he's burning eggs you know like as he talks to you and then we've got we've got a we've got actually coming back to that marathi question we've actually got a marathi piece a reading of a german play believe it or not translated to marathi called love you uh, wow. which is which is being done live at at harpal studios and then again streamed on on our youtube uh, platforms and then we've got two children performances the numgyar uh, songbook which is uh, these aboriginal stories and there is a mad theater maker who has come in person in bombay before Uh, called Matthew Sharp who walks around with this huge cello that 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 he you know strums with and he's actually found a garage in in his town in which he is now staging this play he's made it a theater he calls it garage theater and he's staging the play there and he's beaming cool. it to us so it's it's mad it's just it's mad to see the innovation and the absolute wonder of how people want to tell stories and tell stories about amazing things uh, and 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 touch us and that's why you know literature live as they say So Rina engaging with children I mean that's the primary focus of the little festival how have past editions gone by I mean parents and children how they have how they've reacted to everything that you've brought for them So we've had uh, as we as I was mentioning very inclusive trying to bring in children from all across you know all uh, all across groups we've had uh, our NGOs participating and uh, the kind of uh, the stories that they are writing or the kind of conversations we used to have a book book swap for them we used to have a book swap on site in fact we've not been able to do it but at one of our book swaps for children we actually had and we told the parents and teachers please stay back let the children just pick up their own books and we should have seen the excitement and that's you know hope we are hoping to get back but engaging them in books you know with the, these kind of stories engaging them to conduct interviews and uh, we have them even sometime when the, the teachers find that when they go back the kind of uh, interactions have changed with the children so that experience for them to meet just as we get most fascinated excited to meet someone who's written a book the children are as excited about it and uh, enjoy it thoroughly let's actually close down with talking about uh, the awards 
And this is again a rarity. It's very exclusive to what Tata Lit Life stands for. A handhold me through the awards and the prominent categories, Q. So the awards, I mean, you know, when you ask about what is the purpose of a festival, and particularly a Vichy festival, a festival is about a celebration. And it's important to celebrate the work gone by across the year. So um, we actually have awards in, uh, like for the book of the year, uh, which is, you know, the, you know which, uh, incredible jury spends months plowing through piles of books to finally glean what is, you know, the long list and the short list. And then finally, you know, what, what they deem is the, is the book of the year. So we have that in categories of fiction, non-fiction, and business book of the year. So we have we have that, and then that's something that's that's very interesting that that actually Shashi and Mr. Valdo were very very passionate about was the first book of the year, which is a, a book that's been written by a debut author. Nice. And both in fiction and non-fiction awards are given out in that in that way because it is important to to, to salute and and give you know space to the next generation of of, of talent and, and new writers where are they coming from what is what is happening and then of course there's something which which uh, we we also love which is called the publisher of the year which is you know someone a publishing house that has really you know made some incredible books in across the, the the calendar 12 months so this is really what the award ceremony is all about there's also something called the sultan kamse award for opening that happens every two years um, for a new play that was written so the awards are really our way of celebrating that along you know the lifetime achievement award and the poet the writers that, that, that are coming out the writers who've done incredible work over the last year and what is interesting actually is that we actually have within our lineup some of the guys who are part of the long lists this year i mean decision will only happen you know uh, on the night of but you know we have do have members from the long list who are all you know have been kind enough to come in and do sessions so you actually get to hear what are these new books that are happening and what are people really thinking about and how they are writing and you know Uh, stuff so that that's very exciting great uh, you want to just shout out to your various partners who've made it possible yeah wow yeah i mean it's been really an incredible uh, ride obviously i mean the tata group have been fantastic and tata steel and tata pro- uh, projects who are our uh, co-sponsors this year and of course godrej this whole thing you know is powered by godrej as well and it's amazing that that in a time when we are all so far apart you know the, the embassy network has really come together to connect us to make sure that we are one whole globe so the british council and you know i the embassy of ireland and israel and poland and you know the goethe institute and italian council the australian high commission you know i mean they've all come together to really make sure that 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 they are all part of the festival and they're bringing writers and, and conversations um, so it really has been has been wonderful uh, and it really feels like a global community in a weird way and that's really what festivals are about man celebrating and just feeling like you're part of it especially you know coming out of the pandemic 18 to the 21st of november online the little fest is the first two days and of course this promises to be such a wonderful wonderful treat tata lit live.in and on social media twitter facebook uh, instagram you can just go to the search bar and type uh, tata lit live and the relevant pages will keep popping up reena garwal kwasat korpadam see thank you very much and see you guys at the festival thank you rishi thank you thank, thank you rishi thank you famous and you know log in tune in come on see the book <laughs> Yes.